Welcome to the Virtual Chapter Podcast, the show that helps you become a world-class virtual CEO, run a profitable and scalable online business, and build a thriving virtual team. We're talking the systems, strategies, and leadership skills that will help you show up, sell out, and do it all with a mountain of ease. Each week, we'll be breaking down the operation side of online business in a way that feels fun and inspiring. We'll share tech tools and tips, systems to streamline and scale, secrets to hiring and leading your high-performing team, and interviews with leading business experts to show you what it really takes to build your business online. I'm your host, Nivek Harrison, CEO of The Virtual Chapter, an award-winning virtual support agency where we help leading coaches, consultants, and creatives build businesses bigger than themselves, create a global impact with a virtual team, and generate more cash than they ever knew possible. Are you ready to up-level your online business? Let's dive in. I'm recording this episode just a few days before my 33rd birthday, which feels wild. It has definitely been a very big year, both in life and business. And so in planning this episode, I wanted to go through something that I felt would be really valuable, some lessons along the way. And I know you've probably listened to a bunch of these episodes and we're going to keep it pretty short and sweet (laughs) as we go through because 33 lessons is a lot. But I do want to talk about 33 things that I now know about leadership in online business. I have been in the online business space for over eight years now. I've been managing the team, the agency for over three, and there's been a lot of learnings along the way. We absolutely haven't always gotten it right. I haven't always gotten it right. And also there's been some really amazing things. And the other thing to celebrate in this moment as well, is that we've just also crossed over a million dollars in lifetime revenue for the agency, which feels crazy to say because it's such a big number and so much of that has been team. And it was also never really the goal. I don't have it written anywhere (laughs) that we had a goal of a million in revenue in any time period. Um, But it also feels like a really big milestone. And as someone who's been in the online space for so long and seen a lot of people come and go and worked with a lot of people who've started and have not been successful, maybe in the way that they envisioned, it also feels like a really nice time to honor how long (laughs) I've been in this game and just how much I've evolved and developed over that time. So let's dive in to 33 lessons about leadership for online business owners. Now, this is going to be relevant whether you're a solopreneur leading yourself and your business or whether you have people around you in a team as well. So lesson number one is always lead by example. I'm always setting the standard for how I want my team and my clients and even my audience to interact and engage with us. I am always leading by example. And number two is communicate clearly. This is such a big one. Almost everything in business is related to communication, right? Where we don't communicate is almost always where we're going to feel let down by something. Number three is to embrace vulnerability. And this has been a really big lesson for me, particularly over the last 12 months. I am not very good at being vulnerable. And it is my incredible coach, Ellie Swift, who has really helped me with this, both in terms of letting people know what's happening in life outside of business, sharing the things that feel really, really hard and asking for support when I need it as well. 
Number four is to encourage creativity. I think for most of us, we got into business because we wanted some sort of creative outlet, maybe felt stifled from corporate, all of these sorts of things. And so encouraging everyone in your business to lead with their creativity is going to set you up for really, really continuous success and innovation in your field. Number five is to listen actively. We have to be really present in our conversations. We need to be actively engaging with what people are telling us. Again, whether that is our team, our clients, our audience, what are we hearing from people and what does that mean for our business? Number six, mindset isn't everything, but it's also not nothing. Obviously, the the online business world can be so incredibly polarizing, right? You have people shouting at opposite ends of the spectrum all of the time. And I do not believe mindset is everything. I do not necessarily believe there's any one key to your growth, your expansion, your success. But it's not nothing and you shouldn't ignore it because the energy you bring, the attitudes you bring, the stories you bring into your work will absolutely play out in your results. Number seven is to prioritize feedback all the damn time, always with a really open and honest intention of improving together. And that is feedback between you and your team and you and your clients, again, anyone you're interacting with. And it goes both ways. If you are really good at giving feedback, you also have to be really good at receiving feedback as well. Number eight is to lead with empathy. We are dealing with other human beings, all of whom have their own world of things going on. So how can we show empathy in our interactions and our decisions? Number nine is to foster a growth mindset, to always be learning. This is something that I've taken with me since I studied with the Beautiful You Coaching Academy. I think that was back in 2015 now. And that was one of the initial things that they talked about in module one was that learner's mindset. Coming into everything, thinking that you don't know and being open to what comes of it. And I think that's such an incredible skill to have as a leader in business is to always be looking for those learning opportunities. Number 10, clear expectations solve most issues before they begin. Almost every time we feel disappointed or let down, it's because we haven't communicated clearly what we want. And so when we do that from the get-go, whether that is the first time we start with a team member or at the start of a new project or when we're handing over a new process, when we communicate our expectations from the start, it's going to resolve most issues before they even happen. Number 11 is to celebrate achievements, both personally and as a team, for your business, for your life. The energy of celebration is always going to be a really great place to operate from. And I know, and I know so deeply how hard it can be to sit and celebrate when you're just in the busyness of doing things. Um, And the One Million Milestone is a really great example of that. I didn't know it was coming. We hadn't been tracking it. We, it just, it came up in a coaching conversation in the mastermind I'm in. And I was like, oh, okay, let me, let me dive into the numbers. I had no idea. And my coach's first question to me was, how are you celebrating this? Because it's so easy for me to just continue into life. Great. It happened. Tick the box, continue. Let's move on. But taking those moments to celebrate and reflect, particularly when you've got other people around you is really, really important. Lesson number, what are we up to? Number 12. The aim is not work-life balance. 
I am never aiming for work-life balance because I just don't believe it's a thing. We are aiming for work-life integration. How does the business serve the life we want to lead? And how does the life we want to lead impact the business? The reality of the world we live in is that we do need to work. We need to have an income source. Life costs money, but it is not the endless pursuit of money that is the goal. Money serves a really intentional purpose in our life. So how are we creating a business that allows us to live life the way that we want to? Number 13, (laughs) learn to delegate. And again, this is something that I struggle with. And the irony of saying that as the leader of an agency where I talk all day long about delegating to your team is not lost on me. But learning to delegate, becoming masterful at delegating is one of the fastest growth routes in business because the reality is you cannot do it all yourself and learning how to delegate effectively is going to help your team support you the best they can. Number 14, oh my gosh, number 14 is to cultivate trust. If you don't have trust in your people, you are always going to be looking over their shoulder and nobody thrives when they're being micromanaged, right? So the trust that your people are going to do the right thing, whether that is your team, whether that is your clients, whether that is anyone you're interacting with, we are looking to cultivate a culture of trust, of openness, of allowing people the space to do the things that they're going to do well and trust that they will ask for support and help when needed. Number 15, (laughs) business is hard and you need to be resilient. If you cannot be resilient, this journey is going to feel really freaking shit (laughs) because things will go wrong. The way you handle quote unquote failure or the way you handle things going wrong says so much to me about you as a leader, about your business, more so than how loud you are about your successes. Number 16, promote diversity and inclusion. This is obviously something you know I am so passionate about and will continue to actively work on. But how can you be more inclusive in your work? How can you make sure that everybody has access to your table? whatever that looks like for your business. So for us, that's looks like really practical things around continuing to rework and improve our onboarding, our hiring processes, the way we work with our team members. Inclusion and diversity means a whole range of different things to different people. And we're always operating from a space of how can we incorporate, how can we include as many different people and perspectives and voices as we possibly can. Number 17 is to lead with integrity. I feel like this is one of those buzzwords that's talked about a lot because I think it's it's really obvious when someone is incongruous, right? When somebody is not acting from a place that is genuinely aligned with their values, they're saying something publicly but doing something very different behind the scenes, leading with integrity. And to a certain extent, there's some transparency that comes along with that is really going to help you cultivate that trust that we spoke about before and build your team, your following, your audience, your client base as, as people who can really rely on you and deeply trust that you're going to do what you say you do. Number 19, effort matters more than outcome. I'm a really big believer in this. Your effort towards anything matters more to me than the specific outcome that you do or don't 
get. Having that attitude towards your team is really important to having a team that enjoys their work and enjoys how they show up and can show up for you. Number 20, difficult conversations are inevitable. It would be so nice if we didn't have to have difficult conversations, but inevitably they're going to come up. Whether it is with a team member, maybe something hasn't happened the way you expected it to or the way you wanted it to. Maybe somebody crossed a boundary. Maybe somebody did something horribly wrong. Maybe it was with a client. Maybe it was with a peer in your space. Difficult conversations are inevitable in business. Trying to avoid them is setting yourself up for failure. And again, I don't think anybody loves having difficult conversations. I certainly don't. But I know the more I lean into having those conversations, again, the more trust I build in my team, the better our relationships get because we're coming to those conversations from a place of, okay, something happened and I'm not happy about it, but how can we improve this together? And if you're entering those conversations from that space, then everyone's going to be seen and heard and respected in the process. Number 21, keep coming back to the vision, your why, your bigger picture. This is something I think we spend so much time on in those early stages of business. The why am I doing this? Because it's nice and it's fluffy and it makes us feel good and it gives us this higher purpose than just doing the things. But as we get busy, it can be really easy for that to fall to the wayside and we forget about why. Making space to reflect on your why, on your bigger picture, talking about your vision, communicating your vision, Always having it front of mind is really going to cement your enjoyment of business, even in those busy seasons or in those difficult seasons where it feels like it's not going well. Coming back to why you're doing this in the first place, because for most of us, I do think there's a bigger reason here um, beyond just to have a business, (laughs) to make money, to have a million followers, whatever it might be. We have a bigger purpose about some change we want on a community or a global level. Come back to that and make sure you're making decisions with that in mind. Number 22, collaboration makes it more fun. (laughs) I know when I left corporate, I was really happy to be working on my own. I am an introvert by nature. I am quite happy sitting at my desk, plugging away, getting things done. But living, especially your entire business that way, can feel incredibly isolating. Collaborating with your team, collaborating with peers, working together with your clients for an outcome is going to make it feel so much more fun than you doing it all on your own. Number 23 is to be composed and confident. (laughs) Now, I am a little bit of a subscriber to the fake it till you make it, not in the sense of bullshit your way through anything, (laughs) but in the sense of know your limits and stand really confidently in those. That is really going to help you show up day in and day out in your business, even in the icky stuff, right? That confidence, that composed, have the conversations, do the things, put the big girl panties on, get it done. And then we will process afterwards. (laughs) Number 24 is to foster a culture of accountability. I think this is really important is to have space where your team are held accountable for their roles and they can also hold you accountable for the things that you committed to. This works twofold. One, there's a real goal fulfillment piece here. When you have a goal and you don't communicate that, 
and you don't achieve the goal, it kind of just feels like, okay, nobody knows. I'm just going to push it to the side, right? Whereas when you have people who are holding you accountable, it feels more fun. That forced accountability can push us a little further than we would push ourselves, right? And then also I think the accountability of I stuffed up. That was my responsibility and I stuffed it up and here's what I'm going to do about it. That's the biggest thing I love to see in any team that I work with is people who can take accountability for their actions, not look to shift blame, not look to, you know, make excuses, but somebody who can just go, yep, that was me, my fault. Here's how I'm addressing it so it doesn't happen again. Or here's how I'm fixing the problem right now. Number 25, make decisions mindfully. I saw a quote the other day from Lacey Sites. And it was along the lines of your emotions make a shitty CEO. And I couldn't agree more. If you are always making business decisions from a place of emotion, you're going to make some really shitty business decisions (laughs) because our emotions are wild, right? Particularly as women, our emotions across the month vary greatly. And if we're making decisions based on how we feel in any one moment, We're not looking at the ongoing sustainability and success of our business. Base your decisions on data, on facts, on evidence, on intuition, absolutely, and careful consideration. Number 26 is to be approachable. This is especially true when you have a team. You want your team to feel like they can just come to you and ask anything all of the time, right? Because... That's kind of the point of leadership is to serve your people. You need to be approachable in that. You need to be fostering a supportive environment where your team or your clients or your audience feel comfortable approaching you. Number 27, your well-being matters. And I think we all know this, but I also think we're all really good at pushing it to the side in certain seasons. Now, I am all for there being busy hustle type seasons in business where things might slip, right? That's normal. That's life. We're all going to have these ebbs and flows, but overwhelmingly your well-being matters. And in a year where we've had a lot of health challenges in our family, it is becoming more and more obvious just how much mental well-being, physical well-being, spiritual well-being, it all really deeply matters. Not even looking at the success of your business, but just your fulfillment in life, right? And at the end of the day, that's what we're all chasing. Number 28, you need to be adaptable, especially as a business owner, especially as a solopreneur or on a micro team. You need to be really adaptable. You are going to have to adapt your leadership style to suit different team members. You are going to have to adjust your leadership style to suit different clients. That doesn't mean you need to be fake or forced or, you know, out of out of alignment with who you are. But we do have to recognize that any relationship has two parties. And so we need to meet the other person where they are as well. Number 29 is to lead with positivity. Now, I am an eternal optimist. Drew will tell you this all day long. I am a very optimistic person and bringing that to your leadership is really, really important. I think a lot of us have had experiences with bad leaders who don't bring the positivity, who actually operate from a very negative space. And it's 
exhausting to be in their presence, right? Because everything is a problem. Everything is an emergency. Everything is a crisis. The world is ending. Nobody wants to be having those conversations day in and day out, right? How can you lead with positivity? This doesn't mean you need to bypass the shitty things that are happening in the world or in your life or in your business, but how can you lead from a place of, I am looking at the silver linings. I am looking for the gold. I am understanding that sometimes bad things happen and it's going to be okay. For most of us, we aren't saving lives here. If things go wrong, the world is not going to end. Number 30 is to empower others. This is one of our team values, our business values, is to empower others. I always want to support my team members to make their own decisions, to have ownership of their pieces of the puzzle, of the processes, of the things that they do. I believe that ownership is genuinely where we allow our team members to thrive, where we create job satisfaction, where we have people who want to show up for us because they have a reason, they have a purpose to within that little piece that they've created ownership over. Number 31 is to learn from your failures. Now, failures will happen in business. There will be launches that don't go to plan. There will be team members who let us down. There will be hires that we get wrong. There will be things that we stuff up without fail. Expecting to be perfect all the time is really setting yourself up for failure. Embrace those failures, quote unquote failures, because some of them aren't really failures. They're just learnings, right? But embrace those failures as learning opportunities. What can you pull from them? Something I often talk to clients about when I'm in coaching spaces is every time we launch, we learn regardless of the outcome, whether the launch goes phenomenally well or whether we don't hit our goals, we learn. We learn so much through launching. We learn so much every time we go out to market to hire a team member. We learn so much every time we try something new or embrace something different. We have to constantly be learning from those failures, those mistakes in order to continue to develop and grow and ideally not make the same mistake twice. Number 32 is to lead with patience. And this is a really interesting one to witness in the online space because so often it's a business where there's not a lot of patience. There's a lot of I want right now. (laughs) I want this to happen right this second. I've been doing it myself. So I'm really used to just being able to get things done when I want to. So I don't understand why it's taking my team time to do this. Or I don't understand why everyone's just not available when I want them to be available. Or I don't understand why I haven't yet hit the goal because I did all the right things. I did the meditations, I did the journaling, I showed up for my launch. Why hasn't it happened yet? (laughs) Business requires patience. I was, like I said, in the online world for five years before I got to this business model that I'm on now. And I have never felt as fulfilled as I do in this business, but I wouldn't have got here if I didn't learn from my mistakes. If I didn't always be looking for opportunities, if I wasn't always looking for opportunities, if I was so focused on the end goal and the end goal alone, I probably would have quit a long time ago. (laughs) Number 33, and this is a fun one to end on for a birthday episode. Recognition and appreciation can never be overdone. It can be badly done. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a separate conversation. But recognition and appreciation can never be overdone. How can you recognize your team? How can you show appreciation for the things that they do for you, the things that they do in your business, the things that they just are, the people that they are, the way they conduct themselves, what they bring to the table, how they support you in all of the ways. You cannot tell people enough, right? And I mean, think about this for yourself. You love hearing feedback about yourself, positive feedback. We love to be recognized for our contribution to different things. We love to feel valued for our place within a team, within a program, within any community. We really love to feel that. And so again, how can you give that back to your people? How can you celebrate them? How can you value them and really make sure that they know that on a deep level? I hope these lessons have been really fun for you. It's always really fun for me to reflect back on an episode like this and look at what we have learned over the last year and where we're going to next from here. So happy birthday to me. I have a few days left until I turn 33 and we go around the sun again and I cannot wait to do it all with you. See you next time.